Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shit house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out So just like I say something and you guys say yes or no. Like, 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 for example, I say Madonna. You say yes or no? Yes. Oh, uh, maybe. <laughs> I didn't say yes, though. Maybe. <laughs> maybe See, I had to answer. explain the rules. Josh clearly didn't get it. Yes or no, Josh? <laughs> I said yo. You're like, you're like yes or no? Yo. Uh, <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Hit us. No, no what did you answer, Josh? Yes or no? Uh, yes. Corn dogs. Fuck yes. Young me would say yes. Old me would say yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say tepid, no on corn tepid, dogs. Yeah. I'm going to say yes on McDonald's. I'm going to say no on corn dogs. Crunchy peanut butter. Yes to any kind of peanut butter. Yeah. Um, okay. There's a time and a place. <laughs> but generally, yes or no? No, I, I crunchy, go creamy. Crunch. Well, I don't buy crunchy, but I don't mind it. So. so no. But ultimately, no. If you have the choice. Okay. Okay. Then no. Swimming in the ocean at an L.A. beach. No. No. I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody who doesn't live in California is like, yes. Everybody in LA is oh, like, no. Oh, man, that sounds mm. awesome. Hit the waves, bro. Nope. Smoothies. Yes. Yeah. Smoothies, yes. Um, Metallica. Yes. Yeah. Yes, definitely yes. Showering at the gym. Yes. Uh, Unfortunately, I mean, yes. you have to. So <laughs> you yes. don't have to. Unfortunately. You don't have to. Uh, well, yeah, no, I yes. used to go. Um, yes. I'd go on work. Unfortunately, yes. Uh, for lunch, for work, I'd go to the gym. So you have to. I, I'm not coming back a sweaty mess to work for another four hours. So yes, so yes, yes. Yeah. Um Reluctantly, the, the 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 Beach Boys. I'm talking their whole career. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't like most Beach Boys songs. But I, can I can I mend my I like last enough. answer? Post COVID, no. What showering at the gym? Yeah, post COVID, no. Post post vaccine, yes. Post vaccine, yes. I don't think I'll ever shower in a fucking public. Post vaccine, give me that sauna again, son. <laughs> well, sauna, sauna, maybe. Do, I, I'll probably go to a sauna. I'm sauna's probably shower. worse than a shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. So, uh, Cinco de Mayo. I'm gonna say no to Cinco de Mayo. It's a bullshit. Not anymore. Holiday. No, no. Yeah, it's no. fucking Corona. I don't care. Day. And last uh, but not least, socks. No show socks, like do you wear if you're if you're just wearing socks and tennis shoes. Do you wear like no show, or do you wear? I, I would rather wear no socks. No socks. No, oh, really? I I wear no socks. I, I don't I don't have socks uh, tube socks that come up my shins, but I have small do, socks. I don't wear socks unless I absolutely. You can have see them. a little bit, because I'm I'm an if I'm like with the tennis shoes and stuff. I'm a, I'm a no show guy. I, no I'm show. I'm a barefoot guy. If uh, I can go barefoot, I will. That, and pregnant or not. <laughs> Um, Pregnant, yes or no? Yes or no, I'm gonna, Josh. I'm yes. going to say yes. Yes. Yes, always. Uh, pod, yes or no? I'm going to say no. Pod, yes or no? Yeah. Um, no. It, it sounds like uh, the, the sequel to Check, Yes or No. Um, the, the, the country hit from the 90s. Was that George Strait? Yes, it was. I don't know. See, I don't know Check that stuff. I literally yes don't I don't no. know any George Strait shit, except Amarillo by huh. morning. Um, All my exes live in Texas? I that one. <laughs> 
<laughs> Those two. Speaking speaking of exes, <laughs> we, we we should talk about songs that are. Um, I thought you were gonna say we should talk shit about our exes. Well, we should talk shit about our exes via songs that talk about exes. Yes. No, we should just talk shit about them. They can't say anything back. It's perfect. Well, we could do it. So, well, I'm gonna I'm thinking about one in my head, and then I'll give you a song that I think about when I think about them. Um, <laughs> That's what I've always wanted from you, Josh. I, I'm not even sure. All right, so I'm going to start with one that I don't even know if it's a, a song that's that written I wonder if X, you're going to pick the song like I'm it. afraid you're going to say. Because if you don't pick what I think you're going to pick, I'm going to pick it. You're going to be like, fuck you for picking that. So what you got? <laughs> it's Karma Police by Radiohead. Ooh, oh, thank you for not picking the one I was hoping you weren't going to pick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that Karma Police, like if you listen to it, the lyrics is really about an ex. I don't know what but it's it, about. It, it's just, I mean, it's it's kind of spiteful, or it could be read that way. So, like, when I think like of song that's like "fuck you," I think Karma Police. What's spiteful? I don't know if it's vengeful. It's fine. That's yeah. good. I it's dig a, it. you know, this is what this is what you get when you mess with it. I mean, like, it's it's got that line. It's all you need, really. Ten to one, Karma Police is a seventy-five dollar dessert time you orders at some fancy ass restaurant. <laughs> I'll have the Karma Police. <laughs> Oh, the Karma Police. Um, oh, oh, sauce on the side. Uh, I, want, I want the sauce on a white fucking baby rhino. Um, because I can do that. Um, Jonathan, I can't, Jonathan, Josh, what, what, I can't believe you do not pick Mental Revenge. I will uh, have sweet, sweet, sweet oh, mental sweet revenge. Mental that revenge. Is such a good one. That's a, well, who originally did that? Because we, we, there's the Wayland version, there's the Parsons version. I think it's the Osmonds want, or something. That's a great one, though. It's a great call. <laughs> great call i love it donnie and marie <laughs> i mean how They're on the nose that, that song is so on the nose of what we're trying to get to here sweet mental revenge it's perfect i hope that the man you find yourself with gets drunk and loses a job all right uh, <laughs> neil what you got i got a good one wah wah i don't want to hear you wah wah that's like such a great tune uh, harrison intro song yeah. <laughs> I thought it was about an effect pedal or something. I thought it was about a guitar pedal. No, it's not. About a guitar. It's about you, pure cold vengeance. I feel like, you, yeah, now now that I'm thinking about the lyrics, you can interpret that either way. Um, just a quick side note. Mel Tillis wrote uh, oh, Sweet Mental Revenge. Interesting. Yeah. Does he get him with that wah-wah or is he just crying about it? <laughs> it's like it? a hippie vengeance song. <laughs> I'm just like, going to play with my wah-wah. I don't need no wah-wah. It's just, it sounds like he's just talking about some lover just whining, wah wah wah, like Charlie Brown, fucking adult voice. <laughs> well, we're debating whether to use the wah wah. Is he talking about Charlie? Neil. Is he dating Charlie Brown? <laughs> Charlie Brown's teacher. I'm sorry, Charlie Brown's teacher. You can't go through songs like this without thinking of the best. My favorite line in any song that's like a "fuck you" is "Positively Fourth Street." Dylan, yes. I wish that. Yes. Uh, Which one? Uh, just uh, I wish that just one for just one moment. You could walk in my shoes just so you could see what a drag it is to be you. <laughs> you got a lot of nerve to say that you're my yes, friend. Yes. When you I was down, you just stood, you, you just stood there grinning. <laughs> There's some great, great just fuck off lines. So in that's that. what Dylan does. Like most people try to write songs. Dylan is like, I can just sit in this medium and say any fucking thing I want to because I understand it so perfectly. Yeah. Like everything I, like, I say, everything I, feel I do like is a song. All Dylan songs are vengeful, <laughs> but that one's particularly. Particularly, Jonathan, what what else you got? Oh, one of my other personal personal favorites, under my thumb. Are you kidding? Oh. Ah, yeah. uh, 
What an incredible yeah. song. Yeah. People like it's sexist. I'm like, it's not sexist. And it's not against women. It's against one fucking woman. <laughs> one in particular. Who he? What's the standout line? Just under my thumb, or They're all of them? It's down to me. The way she talks when oh, she's spoken no. to Tuesday. <laughs> what this sounds like? This sounds like he was dating some chick, and she kind of fucking blew him off, and then he became Mick fucking Jagger, and he's like, you know what? Now I get to make the rules, because I can do anything I want to. And she fucking it's down like to me. It's exactly. So great. It's the difference so great. in the clothes she wears. Yeah. Under my thumb, the Siamese cat of a girl, and now she's the sweetest pet in the world. It's like, mm-hmm, I became a fucking rolling zone. What you got? What you been doing the last couple of yeah, years? That, that's cool. And and it's a, just a phenomenal song. Yeah, I would phenom- say, as a song, it's better than Positively Fourth Street. But, Ooh. Um, yeah, it's a song, probably. The Xyla, best like, use of Xylophone. Melody and all that. Whatever. We'll get to it down the road in Podgave Rock and Roll. Too. Neil, what, what else you got? Um, let's go with a little James Brown, the payback. <laughs> no, go. nice. Revenge! That's it. <laughs> My favorite line is, like, second verse where it sold me out. For chicken change. Chicken change. My favorite line is, revenge! <laughs> revenge! <laughs> <laughs> this shit's so awesome. Speaking of revenge, my, my last one will be, uh, these boots are made for walking. Yep, good one. Nancy Sinatra. <laughs> Fine. Dude, are you kidding? Hey, Joe. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's a classic murder ballad set to... Yeah, all um, right. To wrap this up, I got one more. Uh, and, a, and a newer song, Black Keys, Next Girl. My yeah. next girl, because I mean, it's, it's just like, I mean, if if he was singing that to a band member on stage and just looking at her like, be nothing like my next girl. You know, what, the original lyrics were my next drummer. I'm gonna be nothing like my current <laughs> my drummer. drummer. I love how he did a solo album. It's like you're in a fucking duo. How do you do a solo album? Like, I just don't want to play with you. Dude. Well, it was fucking good. So, but it's I'm just so funny. I want to do a, I want to do a solo album. It's like there's just one other person in your band. You just don't want him. I'm honorable mentions. I'm going to say Here My Train to Come In by Hendrix and We Are the Champions by Queen. Is Neil, is, do you think No One's Going to Love You by Band of Horses is a yeah. vengeful song? Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, kind of, right? Definitely. Oh, and um, if, we, if we're doing honorable mentions, I know you guys hate them, but um, Sublime, Santeria. I don't hate when Sublime. He, Josh hates when Sublime. He, when he finds Poncho, he's going to pop a cap in his ass. It's like just this whole thing where he's just going to basically kill them both. Uh, oh, that's right. Right, 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 right. Well, Papa Cap, a a Papa Cap and Sancho, and I'll smack her down. <laughs> what a yeah, weird wish. chorus to have! Like, what, it's such a like endearing <laughs> chorus to follow. Those I, lyrics know. With. I really want to. It's like, what? I really want to move on. Um, to <laughs> yeah, figure from sublime from any sublime conversation. Uh, and on that note, you can put it in a listening record scratch. To, uh, that was a scratch. <laughs> that was a dying. I, re- I, re- I really want to know. Yeah, no, 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 uh, from 1997, that was originally recorded in 1976, uh, but not included on rumors. Silver Springs. You could be my silver springs, blue, green colors I picked uh, Silver Springs just because it's a great song. Uh, it's one of my favorite Fleetwood Mac songs, and it just 
it's the pairing of lyrics and sentiment, or ra- rather, I would say lyrics and melody, which combine to create this amazing sentiment of what it feels like to kind of get burned in a relationship. I think it, once again, it does what good art does. It, it lets you experience the world from someone else's perspective, and ideally, it's one that also resonates with your life. And I think this song does that very well. Yeah, I totally agree. I absolutely love this song. I was going to pick this song eventually. I'm glad you did. I think it's an amazing love song filled with so much emotion and drama. And with me, this song is all about timing. This came out in 97, 98, and I just lost my first love. And it would, it would come on the radio and not like I would break down crying, but it would always put that feeling in the pit of my stomach like, oh my God, it's just such a good explanation of love and loss. As far as like a dramatic love song, I don't know if it gets much better. I first heard this tune when I was like 13, 14. It kind of blended in with my parents' adult contemporary music stuff that they listened to. Like... The bands from the late 70s, like Don Henley, or even even somebody like Celine Dion. That's how I associate. Get the fuck out but, of but here. But again, that's how I associate this song. That's when I first heard it. But it is a very powerful song. It has the emotion. But in my opinion, it's very overrated. I enjoy every other song on Rumors more than this song. And I completely understand why this was left off the original version and resurfaced 20 years later. It fits with like an older, more mature band. And the powerful aspect of the song, honestly, it comes through way more in the live performances than it does in the recorded version. Do you want to go or me? Well, I mean, to be left off of Rumors is like, yeah, it was left off one of the biggest albums ever. It doesn't mean it's not a great song. I mean, like, every song, Rumors is basically, basically Fleetwood Mac's greatest hits. That one album is basically, so to be left off their greatest hits doesn't mean it's not one of their best songs. It's just like, and I still think it shouldn't have been. I still think it's better than a number of songs on Rumors. I, I see what you're saying, Josh, how it could sound a little cheesy. I think some of the production leads to that, but... By the end, it is just such raw emotion. It's such a great song. I definitely don't think it should have been left off. I totally agree with Stevie. And it it shows that they released it, and it was such a huge hit. It was such a cool song when it came out to hear 70s Fleetwood Mac kind of done right. Bands can't do that. They can't really recreate that sound. But they they had this chambered, like, oh, yeah, we still have this amazing song. But today, in this era, thankfully, we can kind of hear whatever we want. And the recorded version of this song, with them singing it, I love Fleetwood Mac. I love the Peter Green Fleetwood Mac. I love the Stevie Nicks, Lindsay Buckingham Fleetwood Mac. Love them. This song is so much better in the live version in 97 than the recorded version. And, and and the reason I think that is, is because it's about a, yeah, it's about a breakup and, and you could be my silver spring and all that stuff. It's so overly dramatic. And when she sings it at such a younger age, 
it just doesn't come through for me. I, I, I don't, I don't believe it. And I, I think in the '97 live at Warner Brothers version makes more sense. But it's still just kind of a B-side Fleetwood Mac song from Rumors. I think that that is the definitive version. That's kind of how this song broke back out into pop culture. And yes, I, I totally agree. That live version is is great. I don't think they really captured the emotion on the record. Sympathy for the Devil wasn't on an album either. It's a single. And like it's one of the best stone songs ever. But this wasn't a single. But it kind of became one, it sounded like. I mean, I don't really know the history. And 20 years later. Even better. It's like... It's like finding a fucking Stradivarius. Like, oh shit, look at this. Like something you can't even do now, but we happen to have yeah. one. I think it needs to be talked about as coming out in 97. It, you know, it was the B-side to go your own way. It was almost like a screw you to Stevie Nicks. They kept burying the song, but then finally it saw the light of day. And Do you think it shouldn't have been on Rumors, Josh? Like, do you think, okay. do you think Let, every song on Rumors is better than this let's song? Let's do that right now. Is it better than Secondhand Nose? Yep. Yes. Nope. Is it better than Dreams? <laughs> No. Absolutely no. not. Is it better than Never Going Back Again? Yes. Mm, yeah, I, I don't think, think so. so. Is it Don't Stop has had its day. But still, that's a great Is it better than Go Your Own Way? No. No, it's not. That's their best song. Is it Well, Songbird, it may be better than. Is it better than The Chain? Possibly. I I think so. Uh You Make Love and Fun, which No, I, I that's the You Make Love and Fun is better. I do make love and fun. Thank you for recognizing. I don't want to know, which is a great song, but has the same fucking line. It's not about the lyrics, so it's a melody. The the melody. We're still going. Oh, daddy, probably better than Oh, daddy. I don't even know that. Gold Dust Woman. I am actually not a huge Gold Dust Woman fan. I, I, that's a good song. I wouldn't, you know, that one. I Okay, so, so it's not better than five of the songs on Rumors. Right. One of the best albums of all time. But the thing is, those songs at this point, you're kind of tired of. I mean, I don't. I never need to put one of those songs on. Cause yeah, don't stop is the only song. When I listen to this album today, "Don't Stop," I was like, "Ugh, God, I don't want to hear this Please ever stop. again." Everything else Please was stop. just amazing, and I was just like, "Ah." But no, I'm happy. Like, I'm happy when like "Go Your Own Way" comes on, but I'll never put it on. I never need to put it on. It's gonna. I want to hear it soon. Anyway. Well, I it's think always, this song yeah. does a lot. It doesn't have the same quality as a lot of um, uh, Fleetwood Mac songs, with with at the same time being, you know, sounding like their catalog, but. It's so heartbreaking, like this song, and a lot of their songs are, but this one really, just the way it's produced and sang and written, it's, it stands out. Here's the, here's the key thing about this song for me. When she sings it in 97 live, it has weight. And when the, I hear the recorded version from the deluxe album, she's just too young. I don't believe it. It's not right, So your issue isn't the song, your issue is the recording. That just kind of serves my point. It's a great song. Yeah. Yeah. And I hear you. Like, listening to this song, I don't... Before this week, I didn't even know the other versions. I just know that one live version, and that's that's kind of where this song broke out. So you agree the originally recorded version is not that good? I, I agree. The The version on the dance, that, that whole album um, kind of production they did in 97 is the definitive version, the best version by far. Back then, it was probably half-baked. Lindsay was probably pissed that it was shitting on him. Been a dick, so right. they didn't really put the energy into it to get it to where it was in 97. Yes, I agree. Back then, maybe it wasn't perfect, but what they did with it um, when they re-released it, uh, I think is one of their best. I really do. 
And I mean, it's it's pretty subtle. The differences, just to be clear, the differences are pretty. It's just performed better. Like they didn't like re, they didn't really change it a whole lot. It's just done. Well, let's get into the songwriting. So, the thrust of this song for me is the melody. The the lyrics are fantastic. I mean, the lyrics are really good, but the melody makes those lyrics just shine. It's so compelling and it's so like grand. Like it it just has such a big sweeping epic vibe and even though it's not a big song it's like a queen song where it's like it's not bohemian rhapsody but there's still that melody is just so compelling the boo da 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 if there's a downside to this song it's the fact that there are only two parts it's it's uh, Josh. I, I'll give you this for a Fleetwood Mac song. It's some. It's a little underdeveloped. I could give you it. There could be a third part, possibly. I don't know what it would be, but most of their songs are a little more refined. This is more just two good parts, but mm-hmm. th- they're still really good. Well, look, the the unassailable part of this song is the. Time casts a spell on you. Exactly. The melody of the chorus. And that's that's Nick's and that's McVie. I don't I think Nick's is singing there, but McVie's in there somewhere. And Buckingham's like, in there too. They are just it, it just it, yeah. it it's just ugh yes. It's so let's, good. let's go. It's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but exactly. before that, it's pretty milk toast. I mean the melody in and of itself before that is pretty but that is so good. That is the best part of the song. It, and it's so good that, to me, it's almost an incomplete song. And they have this one amazing piece of a puzzle that they have some good parts around it, but, like, they didn't... When I was when I was thinking about this song all week, I was just like, I wish we were going to talk about Dreams. You know, because that is a complete song with a, everything is just perfect. Right, but you've heard it to me. But the problem with dreams, have you heard it to death? Like it's not. You just, I can't even hear. I don't need to hear yeah. that song anymore. And I would actually completely disagree. I think every part is super important. I love how in the beginning it's so sweet. You can tell she loves him, still loves him so much. You know, you could be my Silver Springs. It's so pretty, and then it gets into like some scorching shit. Like what she's saying to that guy is. You know, you don't hear that kind of passion often. Well, real quick, though, there are—I'm sorry—there are three parts. Yes. There's the "You Can Be My Silver Springs." Then there, then there's the "Did You Say She Was Pretty?" Mm-hmm. Baby, I don't want to know all the business. So I would, to your point, Neil. Yeah, I would say it's an A section, which is "You Could Be My Silver Springs." Then the "Did You Say She Was Pretty?" I would say that's a B. Yeah. And then the C would be the time yeah. cast a spell on you and i just i think as far as a resentful love song i don't think it gets any better i don't know if anyone said it better than what she did in this song for what this song's trying to do name me a song that's more just gets to the core of heartache and put putting a spell on someone it's so cool i think this is my issue with the song is the baby i don't want to know the baby i don't believe it I'm not there when, with no, it. When, and, so when when he's when she's when when she's saying like when she's asking about the intimate details of him seeing someone else and then she's like you know what fuck it I don't even want, I really don't want to know I totally believe that. One of my favorite parts of the whole song and it's only on that live version 
is where she looks at Lindsay and she doesn't say baby. She, she says, really? I don't want to know. Like, just kind of shoots him a look like, really? Like, it's the first fuck you of many that are to come. <laughs> There's no issue with the songwriting, the lyric, or the melody. It just doesn't do it for me, man. I, I, I think the song is overrated. You keep saying that first line, but it keeps going. Time casts a spell. I know of, I could have loved you. And then... I'll follow you down to the set. Like, yeah. that shit is intense. Sure, sure. So, okay, it's, okay. It's so, great. Jonathan, favorite favorite lyric? Yeah, I mean, it's the time cast a spell on you, but you won't forget me. Neil? On the live version, when she says, really, I don't want to know, because it sets up. As soon as she says that, looks at him, says, really, I don't want to know, and then it goes right in. Time cast a spell on. Like, it's yeah. a good setup. I would say if you if you just read the lyric, the best lyric is, "Don't say that she's pretty," and did you say that she loves you, baby? I don't want to know. You just said this part you don't like. It reads well. What are you talking about? It reads well, but I don't believe it in the song. So you don't believe that she doesn't want to know about the intimate details that she's actually curious about. It's one of those things like when you're seeing somebody and then the shit goes wrong and they go out with somebody else. You're like, what the fuck did you two do? What's been going on? You know what? I don't want to fucking hear it. Absolutely. That's why I'm saying it reads well. I just don't believe it in the song. You don't believe it in any version or just one version? I don't believe you don't believe it. I don't it. believe it in the in the recorded version. <laughs> I don't believe it in the recorded version. I do believe it recorded. in the... I'm older, wiser, more mature, and now I'm like... I understand. So you, just don't like, so you just don't like the performance, that one performance. I think you're getting caught up on the performance and not the quality of the song. Maybe. Well, and... One of the things I love about it is the beginning seems like she's almost like tricking herself. She's thinking of all the good times. When you lose uh, someone in a relationship, you're like, oh man, they could have been this. Like you, you create this world that could have been my silver springs, my fucking right. shining autumn ocean crashing, which is another good line. But then by the end, she's like, eh, you really screwed me over. And now my voice is going to haunt it you. Because what she's saying is when you're down and you're going to be down, you're going to be fucking wishing I was mm -hmm. there. I could have been there and I wouldn't have fucking and done that. And her specifically, that voice is going to haunt him <laughs> because her voice is so good. So now we now we get into music. Fleetwood Mac is known for... Their cocaine use. <laughs> they really are. Incestual band, <laughs> band mating. So we have we have the music and this song really like the teardrops, you know what you know McVie is the teardrop teardropping you into this song, and is that slide guitar or pedal steel? Now that's if there's one part of the song I don't like, it's his volume swells. They kind of um, get on my nerves. I don't mind those as much as the harmonics on the recorded version. So it's not pedal okay. steel or it's just no. Lindsay's. He's doing the volume up and down. It's turning the volume up yeah. and down, and it has that like whale kind it of It is vibe. really cool. It, it made me realize today, listening to it, how close you can get to pedal steel with a volume pedal and slide and kind of you like can. some. He's not using slide here, but you can get really close to that sound. But when he comes in with those volume swells, I don't love it. So, okay, so you guys being guitar players, 
Buckingham as a guitar player. I mean, he's definitely a damn, he's a really goddamn good guitar player. He's not like a flashy lead player, but he's a, he knows what to play. Mm -hmm. And that's really the most important thing. It's not that you're Eddie Van Halen, because Eddie Van Halen knew what to play too. But he said, as long as you know what to play. Also a great songwriter and guitar player. Exactly. But the thing is that you know what to play for that song, and he was clearly phenomenal at that. And that's the main thing. His solos themselves don't blow me away. This one doesn't. He's kind of sticking to the melody. And I think what he's doing here is a little too candy-coated, but I still really dig it. It's good. Um, it's not it, my favorite of his, but it's really good. And just a comment on his um, his custom guitar. Do you know that, Jonathan? His I've seen it. I don't know what it is. Kind of classical slash electric finger-picking. Like, it looks kind of geeky in a way, but I bet it plays like a, a dream. It had... Well, well, better. Vince Gill is playing with him now <laughs> because he's been kicked out of the band. But moving on from that. Uh, That's a pretty sweet gig for Vince Gill. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. But what musically in this song, what what's your what's the standout for you, Johnny? Honestly, besides like the, mel- I mean, instrumentally, the bass playing. John McBee is a great bass player. He's very cool, man. And, and what he puts. I didn't in- notice the bass at all. Yeah, this week. I definitely did. What he puts in there is very. The way he puts it is very cool. He, he, he He's like taking up space, but he's not staying anywhere super long. Mm-hmm. Like if you took the bass. It's one of those things, if you took the bass out, you would miss it. Yeah. But it's there and you don't even and notice the, it. It was really The cool. place I noticed it is right before she drops back in where he's like. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's everybody up. First of all, just Stevie's vocals. Like we might as well talk about that for a second. They're they're so good, and I agree, Josh. They aren't. It's it's tough to find a recorded version of this song. The real version is when she is screaming it at Lindsay on stage. Years later with so much like well, passion in 97, yeah. yeah. To one of your uh, favorite things, her smoky vocals are so good. Um, um, smoky she got the smoky vocals. And the way she's performing the song, you can feel the pain. That's what I love about it. You can feel the love and the pain. You can feel everything in a relationship is in this song. You could be this, you could be that, but fuck you. <laughs> But not not good fucking stuff. A credit to the production of the song. It's almost like you're you're dropped into this little world where you're watching these people. There's a lot of emotion there, but you're an outsider looking in. And that the production does that really well. It's really cool how spacey the song is. It's very minimal. What they're doing musically is very minimal. Like this is not a great Stevie vocal, I don't think. I, I just and of what I just I'm not a well, huge fan. If we're of talking about the song. live version that you love, that is quintessential, man. It's so good. Never get away. You're saying you don't like her voice in general? <laughs> How dare you? You're fired from the pod. I, I, I think I'm just asking look, if that's what you're saying. I, I love Stevie Nicks's vocal. I don't think this is her best vocal. Whether it's the Whatever live the version, version, right? Or the, Just, right. the the one that they recorded in the 70s. Like in there, it's really about the message of the song, which in general, I don't think it's as good as you guys think. I, I'm going to go ahead and say this isn't Josh's best vocal. <laughs> and I'm, But I'm not going to judge you by your worst performance. It's because he's too young. <laughs> he's too young. He doesn't I know am, I'm, I, I'm a young, young sprite. And, and I... I Maybe in 20 years you can have a better take. Well, as I as I said at the beginning, I do associate <laughs> this song with adult contemporary rock. 
That fucking Celine Neon shit is going to get you kicked out of this fucking podcast if you're not very careful. This is an adult contemporary <laughs> song. Period. All right. Um, no, when I, but that's all their songs are. Uh, except for Go yeah. Your Own Way. Rumors is totally that. Dreams. I'm mean, not rumors, but uh, Rhiannon. Rhiannon, that falls in the same mm-hmm. category. Um, and I do think this is one of her better vocals. Like, when I think of Stevie Nicks, I definitely think of that first line. I love the way she sings, You Could Be My Silver Spring. Um, and like I said, maybe it was just timing when this song came out. I've always had a big connection to Stevie and Fleetwood Mac because my parents were into him. Like, I remember in their bedroom, they had a little picture of them with Stevie Nicks, like backstage. They, that was their claim to oh, fame. Cool. Like, before I even knew what a rock concert was, they came home and they are like, oh my God, we met Stevie Nicks. But I really love that. And Josh, it does have, in the in the version we should be talking about, the live version, it has a lot of Lindsay's good guitar playing. At the end where he's doing that, down, 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 down. The whole song has a lot of familiar melodies and intervals and like kind of phrasing from all their stuff. And it's, it's wrapped into a kind of a sweeter love song. A lot of their stuff tends to be more up-tempo. And this is one of their better ballads, I think. I think this song was left off the album for a reason. Because And I agree. Pissed. And I agree with the reason. Which was what was the reason? It's not as good. It was left off the album, and it really pissed Stevie off. I mean, I think it's probably one of the reasons they broke up. I think they didn't cultivate it. They basically went into the recording studio like, we're not doing that song. And she was pissed off. Like, she almost didn't sing some of the songs because she was so mad. It so should have been on Rumors. Listen, I just don't think back in the 70s they they gave... Like, if they would have actually sat down and tried to record it like they did in the late 90s, they would have been like, oh, yeah, this song can actually restart our whole career. And now, as we wind into our vibe time, let's uh, get the music in. I thought we need some, we need some batteries here. Three, I, can't, I can't do it. Two, I can't do it. One. Get your vibrator, Josh. <laughs> and just fucking. <laughs> we didn't that say, didn't say your carburetor. <laughs> Give us your best motorboat. <laughs> motorboat that Michael. Jonathan, bought. when do you want to hear this song? Very good anytime, man. Like, uh, uh, I mean, like, I, I definitely want to. I don't want to hear it in a noisy situation because I don't want people talking over it. <laughs> because it's it's the kind of song that could be overpowered. Fair. Like, if you if it's like a Zeppelin song, That's right? fair. But beyond that, like, I want to hear it. You know what I want to hear this song is when I'm just driving down the road and it comes on. I don't expect it, and I'm like, because the whole time you're just waiting for that refrain. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're just like, oh, this is gonna be so good in a minute. There's a slow beat. Neil, when do you want to hear it? I want to hear it when it came out in the late 90s, driving around in my Subaru, delivering pizzas, hearing it on the radio and being like, oh my God, how did I lose that girl? It, it really, like, this song hit me so hard. Like it's... <laughs> yeah, I mean, after a breakup, when I'm having a cig, like, walking around, being like, fuck, what did I do? Yeah, I want to hear it after Josh fucked up a relationship, too. That's when I want to hear it. You want to hear my pain? Uh <laughs> <laughs> Well, exactly. since 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 we're we're hearing my pain, why don't we slide right. under the influence? Oh God! Why don't we slide into the dive influence? bomb under the influence? I think we've already and talk that. about what this song <laughs> was influenced by, or what it influenced itself. Jonathan, what do you think? Uh, you know, I'm gonna say there's there's some hints of dead flowers in there. It has the same Ooh. sentiment as dead flowers. Really? It is definitely a fucking. Uh, 
a fuck you to someone who pr- pr- broke up with you? Nielsen? Um, with all of Fleetwood Mac, the influence is heartache. There's not much more. Like, I don't think there's much that sounded like this before them. And they've inspired many bands beyond. But this song in particular, the main influence is devastating heartache. I would say this song was influenced by the adult contemporary charts. That's why they released it, because they knew they could hit it big with this song. Because it's a good that song. That was not good enough to be on Rumors in the 70s, but in the 90s. We've already discussed well, it's what, better than 40% of Rumors. I was sitting around listening to the song, and I was like, God, this is so good. I really love the song so much. And my least favorite part of the song was when YouTube went to Landslide, and I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> Landslide is pretty I think I like this song better than Landslide. Pretty fucking amazing. It could have been because I've heard it too much. It could be because I've heard it too much. But I think at, at least at this day and age, it's, I like it's this a song different vibe. But I love how it still gets so deep. You know, landslide is talking more about being a child and like how life changes. This is like we've talked a lot about like songs and like oh, what were they talking about? What was this written about? There's no question on this. You know exactly what they were talking about. Like everyone can relate. It's, to this it's annoyingly specific. <laughs> I just want to hear the 2020 version where she says, I'll follow you down and the sound of my lawyers will haunt you. <laughs> <laughs> and and at the sound of uh, Johnny's lawyers, we are going to get under the covers right now. Neil's been there all night and waiting for us to join. Um, it, it is cozy down there. Uh, Jonathan, what was your favorite cover? I listened to, I didn't listen to any, so I don't really have one. Okay, so Neil, the the cover from a Fleetwood Mac cover album that was done ten years ago. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce it. Likey Lee, Swedish singer. Oh, the she's cool. One. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's yeah. Kind of, yeah. Uh, that was uh-huh. a really great version. And just one note, I did look through YouTube and found this band called Glitter Fox doing it at a dive bar, probably in front of like five, ten people. Nice and. The band sounds awful, but once the girl starts singing, you're like, holy fuck. Like, she is crushing it. Um, She's the Glitter Fox. Neil's spirit animal is a Glitter Fox, if you did not know that's that. That's a good one. Now you that's, know. That's, that's a good one. What is it? Um, what was it? It was something fox. Uh, it's a Glitter Fox. Red Fox? It's a- <laughs> no, Tinsel. Tinsel Fox. That's actually... I, okay, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say here... The the Warner Brothers live at Warner Brothers in '97 is the best version of the song. If you want to hear the song, listen to that version. They have an early take on the deluxe album reissue. That's these fine. aren't covers. Well, it's a it's a version. Like Neil said, Lee is probably the best. And then it's just a bunch of female singer songwriters trying to do this. And then there's a couple of electronic versions that are god awful. Uh, nice. I would point out Angie McMahon. Very Angel Olsen, and then Pedal, another band that did this is a little too precious, and uh, idly and very piano-y, and not great. Yeah, there's a ver- Florence and the Machine does it does it very well. I want to hear any good female singer dig into the song. It's it's such like just a rich melody and content for a- anyone to really kind of show what they can do. Let's talk quickly about the best version of the song that we've we've hit on a couple times, but watching them 
do this song live when it first came out, watching Stevie stare at Lindsay and scream this into his face. And it's so funny because he's looking right back at her, like just deadpan, like realizing that this song is just crushing him. And just some of the, like, I don't think that has happened very often in rock where there's a song with this much passion and both parties are on stage singing it to each yeah, other. Most people aren't that crazy. It's just, it's so hard to watch, but so fun to watch. Like I, I remember years ago, I found this on YouTube and I shared it with people like, just watch this. Like it gives me chills every time I watch that. The biggest difference for me between the recorded version and the, the live version is like, was I just a fool? Like it just, it, there's so much more there in the live version. Like it just seems yeah. forced and even in the that line, recorded version. That line, like even her hand gestures, like she's looking at him, like the way she's saying, give me just a chance. Like that is the one moment she had to be like, this song deserved to be on that fucking album. You fucked up my life. I still think about you. You still think about me. And it had to be such a, an emotional roller coaster to like play that song and be like, we are a hell of a band. And that was a hell of a relationship. And look what it's come to. Like, it's so cool. Well, what's so great about Fleetwood Mac is the drummer controls the band. And the drummer never controls the band. What do you mean he controls the band? He controls the band. He, he was the guy who said, this isn't going to be on the album. I have the last say. Really? Yep. Eh, I'd be surprised. And she wanted to release it in 91 on her solo album, and he said, that, nope. That shows you why drummers shouldn't control bands. Watching it on YouTube, <laughs> I found one comment that I love. Fuck drummers! <laughs> no, I, just, I found one comment on YouTube I love so much. It was uh, Benedict Cooper said, wow, I've never seen open heart surgery on stage before. <laughs> nice. Well, speaking of Benedict Cooperbatch, Jonathan, <laughs> how does the shoe fit? If it it fits perfectly, Neil. Yeah, it fits great. Um, it didn't last long. It was comfy as hell, but it wore out way too soon <laughs> and left me wondering if I'd ever find a shoe that good true, again. True love, <laughs> true love in a shoe again. What, did did it hurt you to the bottom of your soul? It's shoe love. <laughs> I would say no. I don't even want to try it on. <laughs> Jesus, just you don't even want to try it on. I don't want to try it on. Yeah, Josh is just I'm playing good. the heel what? tonight. I'm good. I'm good with those ranks. <laughs> you know what? You don't fit it, Josh. Let's be clear. What Look, the real problem is. I'm emotionally unstable. So I, I can see that. You, know, you can be my silver spring, Jonathan. Or you, Neil. I am your silver spring. Either I one. am your silver spring, Either spring, one. Buddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm your golden shower. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> we are about to play a cover of Fleetwood Mac's Silver Springs. You could be my Silver Springs, blue green colors flashing. I would be your only dream Your shining autumn ocean crashing And did you say that he's pretty? And did he say that he loves you? Baby, I don't want to
began not to love you Turn around, see me running I said I loved you years ago Tell myself you never loved me at all And did you say that he's pretty? The cover you just heard was performed by Jonathan Horton. Thanks for listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to communicate with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at Pod Gave Rock. Next week is Neil Marsh's week. Neil, what will we be listening to? Uh, Grateful Dead classic, Brown Eyed Women from Europe 72. Can't wait! <laughs> <laughs>